Welcome back to the Reach More podcast, friends. Last week, we interviewed Gabrielle, who shared with us about the three apostolates she started. She is a military spouse. Her husband is active duty, and she has started several different apostolates. She started one at one base, and then she was transferred, and so she started another. She shared about how the first one she started is still going on, and, and her new one is bearing fruit, and we get a lot of good stuff out of that to talk about. So let's jump right in. Mari, how are you doing today? I'm doing so good. I'm still processing how awesome Gabrielle was. So. Yeah, Gabrielle, I hope you're listening to that to this one. It was so much fun listening to you share. If about you your haven't experience. listened to it, go back and just yeah. listen to it. It's yeah. very important. Like Marty and I are gonna have fun today. That one, you'll be, like. I don't want to like downplay this one. That one was just a lot of fun. Yeah, it seriously was. I think it was like in in a nutshell. I think it was exactly the kind of fruitfulness that we want to see out of anyone that does a reach more. So like we want to see it take flourishing. We want to see openness to the Holy Spirit. We want to see willingness to say yes, even if you don't fully understand. We want people to be bold. We want people to take action and we want people to apply it in every aspect of their lives, especially their family. So I think those are the, some of the main points that we want to talk today. Just like that was awesome. And look at the Lord go and yeah, go God. Yeah. She shared about like very concrete things that have improved in her life in lots of different areas, not just one. And like you said, that's the fruit that we hope to see. So, um, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind was uh, the way she talked about uh, helping her kids learn how to pray and kind of upgrading their family prayer time from uh, going around and saying, okay, what's one thing you want to pray for? And one, one thing you want to, or one thing you're saying thank you for, and one thing you want to ask for, uh, mm -hmm. and which is good, right? Mm -hmm. But she took it to another level teaching her kids how to intercede for each other and pray aloud. Mm -hmm. That's pretty cool. And and again, if you have, I mean, hopefully everyone listening has done Reach More. And if you haven't, you should sign up. But um, one of the things about Reach More is like, we're talking about apostolates. And I, I oftentimes get people that are like, I don't have time to start a, a new small group. And I don't have time to start a women's group. I don't have time for all that. And I'm like, okay, great. You can implement these things in your house. And they're like, I'm sorry, what? I'm like, you can implement these things with your own family. Like the first apostolate needs to be your home. The first apostolate, the first place to evangelize, the first place to put this in action needs to be with your kids and with your husband and with your cousins and with your aunts and uncles. Um, and I always tell them, I was like, that doesn't mean you just ignore things and you just keep living life as you do. But that means that you, how are you going to implement these things in your life, right? And that she was a perfect example. She was already praying with her kids. She did reach more. She learned about it. She was challenged in intercession and all these different things. And then she literally applied it with her children. Like she has technically like four or five apostles that she mentioned because right. one of them is just her home with yeah. her kids. And even like the, I don't know if this part was on the podcast or not, but she was talking about how they're doing a road trip up to, you know, Colorado area. And she was intentional about making stops to visit cathedrals and to visit different things of the church. Like, that's literally apostolate with your kids and family, right? Yeah. Like, it's just, I loved, I loved the simplicity and the intentionality of the first church, right? That you're in charge of, which yeah. is your family. Absolutely. That's, I'm, I love that phrase, like the simplicity and the intentionality of the first church. They are not letting that lapse and putting it on the back burner. They're intentional mm -hmm. about it. I mean, they turned their move into a pilgrimage. Yeah, literally. The this just came up in what you're saying, the the openness that Gabby or Gabrielle had to the Holy Spirit was profound, right? So she mm -hmm. like 
um, she started apostolate. And even when people didn't show up, she had people not show up the first two meetings, I would have quit. <laughs> right. And that she continued yeah. to, to do it almost kind of like, I think she, she said something like, I don't know why I kept going. Uh, maybe that was just my, like what I was saying in my head. Like, I don't know why I would keep going if nobody showed up. Uh, but she did. And it took a year of getting all the proper approvals. And what I imagine was happening was they're using, you know, like facilities and rooms on base. And so everything yeah. requires an approval. AMS and, does have a lot. I, I love yeah. every time she said I had to wreck it, Ralph it. I cried laughing inside. I was like, that Great movie. Awesome. <laughs> Great movie. Great reference. Yeah. And then even being willing to go to the reach more training without knowing what it, what it was. I don't necessarily want to like encourage people to sign up for things when they don't know what it is. Um, but if that happens to you, amen. So yeah. be it. But again, and, and I was telling you the, the, right before we started this, Dan, like her relationship to the Holy Spirit, the way that she talks about the Holy Spirit, it's evident that she takes time for prayer and to mm -hmm. like listen to the promptings. Yeah, and yeah. especially amidst like AMS lifestyle or like military lifestyle is you're being shifted and you're being called to do different things and you're being challenged and you have to make new friends and you have to find new community and it can be disheartening and it can be hard and it can be challenging. And I've seen it, you know, a lot more in the past year working with the AMS and like she literally, as she was speaking, it was like, it was evident that like God is the foundation and that she, he's the person he turns to and her promptings to the Holy spirit. Like that's how she's able to get to the point that she is at. And it was so beautiful to just see her witness of, all right, Jesus, like, I'm all in, man. Like, I don't even understand what you're saying. And I don't know what you're doing. And I have so many questions. But yes, you know, and, and the beauty of, of a yes comes a long way. Yeah, the she said she learned to get out of the Holy Spirit's way. That's the phrase yeah. that keeps coming back to my yep. mind. And so one, you have to be aware of what God is asking you to do. And that comes with prayer. So if, folks, if you're listening and thinking, like, how do I learn to do that? Um, a big part of that is is becoming aware mm -hmm. of God's presence in your life. And um, mm -hmm. that comes through prayer, like plain and simple. I don't think there's any way around that. I mean, maybe some people are just born with this great sensitivity to yeah. the Holy Spirit. But for me and, and the people who are coming to mind who have, have experienced a similar thing to, to Gabrielle, it comes through prayer, learning to recognize God's voice and God's promptings, mm -hmm. and then being humble enough and uh, being willing to say, okay, I, I trust you enough to let go of my plan to mm -hmm. let you move, which mm -hmm. is hard. And I don't want to make it seem easy. It's very hard because you might have to let go of, of things that are very dear to you. I mean, Gabby let go of her ministry that she started yeah. in Virginia. And I'm, that, I mean, that's an Isaac moment, right? Like Abraham mm -hmm. and Isaac, she had to let go of something she spent a year on. Yeah. And then th three months in, she has to let it go and mm -hmm. hope that it continues to flourish when she's gone. Mm -hmm. And also like recognizing the things that make it challenging, right? So she was like, I'm socially awkward, which I didn't see at all, but whatever. She was yeah. like, I'm socially awkward and I have my plans and I want things my way. Like, I think a part of that surrender is, Lord, these are the things that are challenging me and helping, making it difficult for me to fully trust. So I'm going to recognize it. I'm going to call it out and and I'm going to dive in, right? And and it's yep. so beautiful to, to see that. And I mean, that's one of the things that we were talking about, right? Like the Lord called her, put her through all these things. She wrecked it, Ralph it multiple times. And then it was like, okay, I'm going to plant the seeds and goodbye. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to call you somewhere else so that you couldn't spread 
more, you know, bear more fruit somewhere else. And again, like level of detachment, um, and that comes with the military. But like, you have to choose to make it a beautiful surrender, yeah, and not a like moment of anger. Yeah, absolutely. That's and you're the only one who gets to decide that. Mm-hmm. So if if you have not had the good fortune of seeing Wreck It Ralph, it is an animated movie oh, right. about a video game character who is kind of the bad game bad guy in his own video game, and he breaks a building. He just like goes and wrecks it, and another character comes in and fixes everything with his magic hammer. So uh, really, what it means is like busting down walls and uh, maybe like letting go of something you worked very hard to build. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a that's a difficult thing to discern of. Mm-hmm you know, when to let something go. And for Gabrielle, she had no choice in it, right? She's getting yeah. reassigned. So yeah. um, in that, in that sense, it's, it's a little bit of, okay, well, you, the only thing you get to choose is how you respond. Uh, but other times we will get to choose whether we continue a ministry, whether we continue an apostolate. And uh, I, again, that is going to come through a discussion with God, with, you know, perhaps your spouse or other people that you're, you're involved with um, to determine, okay, is this bearing the fruit that that it should bear? Um, is God still asking me to do this? And is there still the need? I mean, you might start a group to address a need and then you fix the problem. Okay, so then what do you do? Like, for instance, if you started a group to equip people for their own apostolate, once they're equipped for their own apostolate, your group can end. Mm-hmm. And that might be a little hard and sad because you want, you've doubtlessly formed friendships throughout that process. Mm-hmm. But the goal is to help more people in experience conversion and the love of God. And that only happens if we can let go of things and, and let new things grow. Exactly. Yeah, it was just cool. It was cool to listen to her and to yeah. like see the things that you're saying and the way that she put it into action. And like with her family specifically, with her own heart, with her own life. And I really loved like hearing her talk about the family adoration. Um, Dan, I mean, you have kids, but like, I th- I think that would be challenging, right? To like yeah. Go with the kids to adoration and like, you know, toys are being thrown and noises are being made and obviously you want to be reverent, but there is something really powerful about bringing your family to the presence of the Eucharist. And yeah, um, he, I don't know, she even had her shirt on, she was wearing the monstrance. It's like, man, that, you know, we're in the middle of the Eucharistic revival and like it all comes back to the Eucharist. It all comes back to like come to the Lord with the yelling and the distractions and just come all of it. And I loved her desire for that and her persistence in making it happen for the people in her new community. So I'm excited to see like the fruits of that. Yeah, that um, when she was talking about almost having like an adaptive holy hour, right, for mm-hmm. um, for children. Okay, so there's an expectation, and you you wouldn't do this like Holy Thursday night, right? Yeah. But the understanding that okay, and like I don't know, maybe you would if you had a lot of children and you wanted people to come to adoration. Um, there needs to there. I don't know. Uh, I'll probably start an argument if I go down that road. So I'll just stop right now. But um, I mean, if you're going to do something you know, on a Thursday at 10 a.m. for for moms and kids or, you know, a family holy hour on the weekend, um, you know, you're going to have little ones there. They're going to be noisy. And for some of them, it's going to be hard. Mm-hmm. And um, we, like you could do things like, OK, we've got these 
toys for, you know, here's toy rosaries or like toys of the different stations or sorry, the different mysteries of the rosary so that kids can manipulate and, and think about and look at rather than try to have, you know, engage their, their, their imagination, which is difficult to do for extended periods of time. Yeah. Um, that's a way that can begin to uh, initiate them into the mysteries of the faith. And that's, um, mm -hmm. you know, the, the stage that never ends of yeah. like bringing people into the church is mystagogy, which means leading mm -hmm. people into the mystery. And that, mm -hmm. that is for everybody who's been baptized and mm -hmm. confirmed that continues forever and it never ends. And so that's one very practical way of helping children enter into the mystery of the faith in a way that makes sense for them. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because I, you know, I've, I have a lot of godchildren and nieces and nephews. And if I do take into adoration, it is usually quiet. But I like to like, I'll put the kid on my lap and I'll look at I'll be like, okay, did you see the gold thing? Like, <laughs> like I learned, I'm learning quickly that explaining the Eucharist to children is a little difficult sometimes. Yeah. Like, okay, like that's Jesus. Like, so what do you want to say to Jesus? And I'll have them say it out loud because it's like, you know, we're trying yeah. to explain and trying to teach. And I think in a setting where it is more family friendly, like we can have that freedom to have conversations with our children of like, okay, like there's Jesus. And what do you want to say? And what do you want to do? And, and just kind of challenging them and bringing them in, as you were saying, to the mystery of the goodness and beauty of our, of our faith. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, um, one of the things that, that uh, Gabrielle said that really stood out to me, changing gears here a little bit, she prefers Zoom. And um, she might be the first person to have said that. And I don't remember if this is the first Zoom apostolate we have. I think most of the others are in person. Um, but that's that's valid, right? I mean, mm -hmm. one, it allows her to connect with people who don't live near her. And um, even though I think the it's beautiful to be in person, to share a meal, that kind of thing, mm -hmm. and there's no substitute for that. Mm -hmm. And I have not yet seen anything that's virtual that comes close to sharing a meal together. Yeah. Um, but she found something that worked for her. And so for those listening who might think like, well, I, I can't do the in-person stuff, you know, you might like, you might think, okay, well, my house isn't big enough, or I live so far away from people, or, you know, I'm, I'm a little socially awkward and I don't want to be around people. Yeah. That's okay. There's a way to get started. Right. And Gabrielle yeah. proved it. Yeah. And it's bearing fruit. Like the the people yeah. that she is spending time with, they're experiencing the same transformation in life that she did. And that's mm -hmm. the goal. Mm -hmm. And I think that was one of the things, I mean, you, we, you know, this, we talked about this when Madeline was here, like they were trying to do it in person for stuff at first, but when you're in a setting like the AMS, it's your, uh, in the military in general, you're constantly shifting, you're constantly moving. Mm -hmm. Like, it's so cool that she's still like she her reach more ended like the 12 weeks ended, but she's still they still meet via zoom every mm -hmm. two months to do their huddles. And it's, they're still meeting with the same people wherever they are, because it's via zoom, you know, yeah. and, and like the there is, especially in the setting like that, there, there's so much changes, there's so much traveling, there's so much whatever, right? Like, I have my accountability group that we usually do things in person, but sometimes if I'm gone because I travel a lot, I'll just call in and just join via whatever. So like, I think yeah. it shows the, the goodness and the ways that like zoom and all these forms of communication can be used to really connect and to, and especially if you have kids and it's hard and you want to do something at night and you don't have a babysitter and things are complicated. Like, 
Zoom is a great alternative. So yeah, I did I is. did think it was a cool cool thing for her to to mention and talk about. Yeah. Um, one more resource that I'll, I'll mention before I forget. She talked about the timeline activity. So yeah. for those of you who haven't gone through Reach More yet, that is a free activity on next steps. Mm-hmm. And it guides you through an exercise or is a, it is a guided exercise to learn your own story of where God has been moving in your life. And it helps you recognize kind of those big moments in life where uh, maybe he reached out to you at a pivotal moment to draw you back in. Or maybe where you turned away from him and then he brought you back. So if you haven't done something like that before, I would highly recommend it. I've done it with a number of people and uh, they really got a lot out of it. I got a lot out of it. And that helps you share your story because that's what people want to know. If if they ask you, hey, why are you Catholic? What they're really asking you is, um, tell me why God is a part of your story and how God is a part of your story. So... I think that should be like basic training for every Catholic to be able to give a, a convincing answer, no matter how long you have, 30 seconds or, or 30 minutes of uh, where God has been in your life and how he has made life better for you. Yeah. And if you want to check it out, it's ecnextstep.com. Yeah. They have all six cards are available free. Um, the main one is called Discover Your Story. You can get the PDF and just get it from there. Um, but it is cool because it's like, from the year you were born to now, go high and low. Like first memory that you ever had in your life was it positive or negative? If it's positive, go up. If it's negative, go down. Yeah. Um, and it is cool. And honestly, I've done it multiple times because every few years you add more to the timeline. Yeah, you get older. And every yeah. few years, like the sometimes like the lowest moment that I would have had a couple of years ago, something even lower happened. So <laughs> you know what I mean? You right. just like add things and are able to yeah. meditate and ask those big questions like, God, where were you in here? And yeah, um, it is definitely a very good, like self-reflective opportunity. So ecnextstep.com, check it out. Amen. There we go. There'll be a link to that in the show notes. So friends, thanks for joining us. I hope that you enjoyed the uh, interview with Gabrielle and that this helps give you some actionable steps. So we'll, we'll review those quickly. Um, first one is, be open to the Holy Spirit and the, uh, the promptings of the Holy Spirit. The way you do that is by praying more. So if you need to, uh, if you need to say yes to something, or if you need to close up shop, you're able to do that in God's time and not on our own. Um, the next would be uh, be open to the ways of meeting with people that work for you. So that could be Zoom, it could be in person. Who knows? There might be uh, another option that we haven't talked about yet. Maybe we'll have somebody on to to talk about that. Um, discover your story and help other people. You can go to EC Next Steps. There's a link to that in the show notes. Um, is it ecnextsteps.com? Yeah, said? I did. Okay, mm-hmm. gotcha. Um, anything else? Did I miss anything, Madi? Don't forget your first apostle needs to be your own family. Amen. So start at home. That's a very big thing. And if you need to wreck it, Ralph, certain things along the way to get the Lord's will done, um, do it and be honest with your fears. And be honest with the things that are holding you back and present them to the Lord and allow the Lord to work. There we and go. That's how we can do it. And if you would like to be a guest on the podcast to talk about your own apostolate, we would love yeah. to have you. So you can email podcast at evangelicalcatholic.org and let us know and say, hey, here's my apostolate. We would love to connect with you. So until then, friends, count on our prayers for you. God bless you. And whatever time of day it is, morning, afternoon, evening, night, I hope it's awesome for you. 